Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. How would you join me in Matthew chapter 20? Thank you, Fine Arts Ministry, for ushering us into his presence today. Matthew chapter 20. We're grateful for all of you who are joining us online this morning. Appreciative for all of you who are here in person. Matthew 20, verse 30. Matthew chapter 20, verse 30. Let's read it together with uplifted voices. Two men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Let's read it again with a little bit more vim, vigor, and vitality. Come on, everybody. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. We're going to read it the third time. Y'all got to put a little sauce on it, y'all. Y'all sounded kind of bland this morning. Switch from AM to FM. Come on, everybody. Declare it out loud. And behold. Amen. You may be seated. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside when they heard that Jesus was going by. They shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the blind. Look at the person beside you and say to them, be careful who you let lead you. Blind, leading the blind. Long before there was Amtrak, there was the Underground Railroad. It made 19 trips from the south and offloaded over 300 slaves into the north where they would have a greater access to freedom. The conductor was a small little woman named Harriet Tubman, born in 1819 in Dorchester County, Maryland. She was raised in abject poverty in subhuman conditions. In pubescence, she suffered a tragic accident that left her with concussions that prompted vision a fracture that manufactured dreams, and she acquired an impediment that disrupted sight in her left eye. Aside from her stature and her color, the fact that she escorted so many out of oppression with only one eye working is nothing short of astounding. Helen Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. 
Our own uh, Dr. Carey went viral last week on the Dear Future Wife podcast when she said, a woman can only thrive when a man lends clarity because she has to see where he's leading her. If a blind, if a blind woman could emancipate hundreds, it makes you wonder sometimes, who was I connected to that led me to the dead end I'm in right now? It's as if you are a blind man in a dark alley looking for a black cat. Somebody's got to help you get out of it because you feel like in this moment you're in a blind spot. When Jesus said in Matthew 15 verse number 14, let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, they both will fall in a ditch. Notice if you will that he said this five chapters before we get to our text in Matthew 20, where we find two blind men are sitting by the roadside. This is in contrast to what the crowd is doing because the crowd is moving, but the blind men are sitting still. Might I admonish you this morning? But until you get a vision for the direction of your life, have several seats. While everybody else is going to the mall, you need to map out the next steps of your life. When they turning up in the club, sit down and etch a sketch how you gonna plan to be successful. You don't need to take trips if your career is on cruise control. Look at the person beside you, tell them, just sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere and make a plan on how you're going to get out of debt. Sit down somewhere and figure out how you're going to finally start this business. Sit down somewhere and finish writing the book that you know is inside of you. Sit down somewhere when all you need is 16 credit hours for you to finally graduate. Sit down somewhere. You don't need to be under somebody to get over somebody. Sit down somewhere. There is power in agreement. There's power in agreement in between Matthew 15, where Jesus warns about the blind leading the blind, and Matthew 20, where we find two blind men sitting by the roadside, is Matthew 18. That says, when two or three are gathered together in my name, there I shall be also. Random factoid that I'm not sure you are apprised of. Stephen Wonder met Ray Charles when he was 11 years old. Listened to him on the radio for countless hours and had no idea, Stevie Wonder didn't, he had no idea that Ray Charles shared his same circumstance. He was so enamored that Stevie Wonder's first album is entitled Dear Uncle Ray, a tribute to Ray Charles. Stevie was born blind, but Ray Charles became blind. 
And because Stevie Wonder was born blind and Ray Charles became blind, they were on two separate paths. One wanted to see again and the other wanted to see for the first time. I don't know where you got the notion that you can only connect with people who want the same thing. You don't have to connect with people who want the same thing. You just have to connect with people who want it as bad as you. In our text, in Matthew chapter 20, I'm not sure how these two men escaped from the school of the blind, but they were determined that on this day, they were going to see something. The vintage cartoon characters that I used to watch on Saturday morning, the Wonder Twins, are fraternal. They didn't look alike, as one was a boy and the other is a girl. They would touch hands and say, Wonder Twins activate. Form of. Whatever it is that they spoke what they wanted to be. Sand, who was the brother, would turn into some form of water. And Jaina, his sister, would turn into an animal. Ladies and gentlemen, they understood the power of agreement even if they were not agreeing for the same thing. I want you, if you'll indulge me, would you just take the person by the hand who you are sitting beside today? Would you take them by the hand? And those of you who are online, I'm coming into agreement with you. Shake that hand and say, I come into agreement for whatever you see yourself accomplishing. Come on, shake that hand. Tell them, I come into agreement for whatever it is that you have prayed for. Come on, say it out loud. I come into agreement for what you want your life to look like. The Bible says if two or three will touch and agree, it is getting ready to take place. I need you to exercise a level of selflessness. Would you shout for whoever you just came into agreement with? They saw themselves debt free. They see themselves graduating. They see their business coming off the ground. They see themselves flowing in the gift of the Spirit. I don't need you to shout for yourself. Shout for who you came into agreement with that they will see God come into full manifestation. The text says, the text says, hear this, that they heard Jesus passing by. Research has shown that people who are blind often have a nuanced sense of hearing. The University of Washington, after performing massive MRIs, concluded that the auditory function is elevated because the visual information is not available. My hearing is better when I can't see. Sometimes you have to live off of what God told you because you haven't seen anything. Mind you, these two blind men who are sitting by the road, they never heard Jesus. Never heard his voice, never heard him teach, never heard him preach. They just heard about him. 
I shudder to my core on how many people haven't gotten to God because they never heard you talk about them. 80% of the people on your job don't know that you're saved. The people who live in your cul-de-sac in your apartment complex have no idea you have a relationship with God because they never heard you talk about him. There is a rumor that is getting ready to spread. And the rumor that's getting ready to spread is about how great God is. I need you to think about everything you've discussed this week, everything you talked about this week, everything you text this week, and ask yourself what percentage of it was about God. Somebody is going to find out about God today just because they heard your conversation. The old big mamas used to say, have you heard about Jesus? Have you tried him for yourself? Would you do me a favor just for those who were in your immediate vicinity? Would you just start telling people about how good God's been to you? Come on, tell them how he's made a way out of no way. Tell them how he's been better to you than you've been to yourself. Tell them how he was a banker when you were broke. How he was a doctor when you were sick. How he was a friend when you didn't have anybody. How he was a wheel in the middle of a wheel. How he was bread when you were hungry. How he was a comforter when you were depressed. Have you heard about Jesus? Look at the person beside you and say, don't make me talk about him. Because when I start talking about him, change start breaking. Doors start opening. Devils start dying. Don't make me start talking about him. Bills start getting paid. Scholarships start arriving. Opportunities start being offered. Don't make me start talking about him. If you don't know what to say, I dare you to just say his name. Come on, somebody say his name. Come on, I dare you to say his name. Come on, would you just shout his name? There is a name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. Hallelujah. 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 I dare you to just shout his name again. Something is getting ready to happen in your household. Say his name again. Families are about to be healed. Say his name again. Somebody is coming off of drugs. Somebody is gonna escape abuse. Say his name again. And two blind men heard that he was coming they heard he was coming I need you to hear this they did not hear him they just heard he was coming hallelujah I wonder how you would respond if what you needed was coming would you whisper or would you holler I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him everything you need for your family is on the way. Everything you need to pay your bills, 
is on the way. Everything your son and your daughter are in need of is on the way. Hallelujah, y'all ain't responding right. The two blind men, when they heard that he was coming, they began to scream. I wanna make an announcement in this room. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. If you don't need nothing, don't say nothing. But if you know what I need, it's about to arrive. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Oh my God. Hey, hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Holy God. I'm trying not to take off running. I'm trying not to cry. But I dare you to just pull on that neighbor and tell them whatever you've been living without, if you scream again, it's coming in 72 hours. If you lift up your voice, it's gonna arrive on your doorstep and shut. It's coming. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I said, it's coming. They that wait upon the Lord. It's coming. Be not weary in well-doing. It's coming. Hallelujah. How y'all? Hallelujah. Somebody just shout out loud, it's coming. When uh, you may be seated. This week. (laughs) Oh my God. You better pull them out of that coma. I dare to just pull on that neighbor till they can't sit still and say, did you hear what my pastor just told you? It's coming. Hallelujah. Everything you need, everything your enemies thought you would never have, everything your family underestimated is coming. This week, This week in, uh, in Tennessee, Brother Justin Pearson was, uh, was pulled out of the state house. And a few days later, he was reinstated. When he got reinstated and walked back into the state house in the presence of the people who thought they had the power to take it away from him children and adults in the gallery started screaming because they knew they finally had a voice that would speak against gun violence and against the robbery of democracy. Now they screamed, watch this, for a state representative. But I serve the King of Kings, 
the Lord of Lords. He's not a president. He ain't a congressman. He's not a city council. He is the Lord of my life. Some of y'all ain't been to church in a while. First give an honor to God who is the head of my life. Would you give God glory just because you know you got a voice that sits on the right hand of the they scream, hallelujah. They scream because uh, they heard them coming. And I need you to hear what these two blind men screamed. They screamed because they knew their circumstance was about to change. That their condition was getting ready to change. I want you to lift up both of those hands and just declare aloud, Lord, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Come on, would you say it again? Lord, have mercy on me. Come on, I need you to humble yourself. Declare it out loud. Lord, have mercy on me. Pastor, why am I screaming at? I'm screaming at because I know what I'm asking him for. I don't deserve. I know I messed up. I know I've fallen short of his word. I, I know I've done scuffed my own shoes, but Lord, have mercy on me. Some of you can't worship because you think you are entitled. I need you to know that white privilege is not always a color. There are those of you who think you deserve to be blessed. But those of you who know I sin daily, by thought, by word, by deed, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, would you shout again, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me. You may be seated. And they began screaming it repeatedly. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. But I need to see something. Have mercy upon us. I've been living in the dark too long. Have mercy on us. Lord, I ain't screaming just for me because if it was just me, I wouldn't have to scream that loud. I'm screaming for who's sitting next to me because I want them to get blessed just like I'm getting ready to get blessed. Have mercy on me. If the folk next to you ain't shouting, don't sit next to them another Sunday. Sit next to somebody that want to see you blessed just like them. Sit next to somebody who is not threatened by your level of favor. Somebody scream for your role. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And what I need you to know is that uh, when they started screaming, have mercy on me, the saints got irritated. They got annoyed. And they told the two blind men, be quiet. It don't take all of that. You causing too much commotion, too much palaver, too much calamity. I need you to be quiet. See, what the disciples thought, they thought because uh, they had a condition that they were chumps. They thought because they had an issue that they could be intimidated. But I need you to recognize the spirit of these two blind men is that the people who were telling them to shut up were people who already had sight. 
Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. So the reason why you don't understand why I scream the way I scream is because you don't need what I need. But if you needed what I needed, you would understand why I scream the way I do. If you need something from God and you ain't gonna let nobody intimidate you, open up your mouth like, Lord, if I ever needed you before. Jesus is passing by. And mind you, because they're blind, they can't see him. They just hear that he's coming. And because they hear that he's coming, they start screaming, Son of David, have mercy on us. And I want you to pay attention to uh, something that happens in the text that really has held me hostage for the last couple of days is that they're screaming, but watch what Matthew chapter 20 says. Matthew 20 says is that while they are screaming, Jesus stands still. I wonder what kind of praise does it take to make the master stop moving while on others thou art calling. Please don't pass me by. I know God got to do some stuff all over the world, but today I need him to come to my house. Look at the person beside you and say, please excuse me, but I'm trying to get God's attention. This is my opportunity because I can't go another week feeling like I did last week. I need God to do something before Monday gets here. Would you put a praise in God's face until he's got to stop got to stop moving because that's how much authority is in my worship. I want you to be seated. I got to show you something that's so pertinent, so important, so valuable. Would you be seated if you want, if you, if you feel like it? I asked nicely. And I need you to hear this. They screamed not for a car. They scream not for a house. They scream not for a job. I need you to hear me and hear me well. They screamed because they wanted to see something. Oh my God. When I open up my mouth, I am putting a mandate on heaven. God, show me something that I have never seen before. Show, show me what your plan is for my life. Show me that you're going to do something for me and my child. Says, I want to see something. I'm almost finished, but I need you to take that neighbor by the hand. For you're uncomfortable. You chose that seat. I I didn't make you sit next to them. I told you before, it bears repeating today. Says, uh, the person in whom you are connected to does not need to want the same thing. They just want it, need to want it as bad as you. 
The Bible says something that I uh, wanted to uh, express to you today. It says, watch this, because they both screamed. He restored sight to both of them. One of them was born blind, the other one became blind. But no matter what their situation was, because they shouted together, they got blessed together. God, I got the slow class right through here. God said, when you open up your mouth this last time, I'm not gonna just do it for you. I'm gonna do it for whoever you're connected to. As long as they want it as bad as you do, would you open up your mouth? God, show me something. Show me your glory. Show me your power. Show me dominion. Show me authority. Show me something. And for the last time, for the last time I have to do my homiletic due diligence because most times when you've heard this passage preached or taught that this is the end of the sermon that they both recovered their sight and on Neville this is where people come up in uh, euphoria and jubilation that they recovered their sight and I, I, I want to press my claim today that that is not the real essence of the story. Because the next verse says something that I wanted you to see is that once they got their sight, I need you to see what happens. Once they receive their sight, here it is, they followed Jesus. And you've never paid attention to it. And I wanted to issue an apology to you that you had absolutely no idea about. Is that God restored their sight. Watch this. And then the two of them followed Jesus. They've been born blind. Went through issues and vicissitudes of life that made them blind. They screamed, they hollered for a miracle and for restoration, and God bestowed it upon them. Watch this. And then they followed them. Yeah. Pastor, I'm lost. I got no idea what you're telling me. The two blind men, or previous blind men, followed Jesus. Hear this. And Jesus never told them where they were going. They had to follow God blindly. Oh, I think I lost you. When you trust God and there's a call on your life, you got no idea where he's going to take you. But you got to make up in your mind, Lord, guide my feet. Now you're... I wish I could be finished right here. But I got to tell you what no pastor has ever told you before. No preacher has ever proclaimed over you before. But to follow God 
is to be willfully blind. I got no idea where I'm gonna be in September. I done thrown away my five-year plan because God keeps redirecting my steps. But I trust him even when I can't see what he's got for my life. This is not where you would have chosen to be. But you messed around and surrendered your will to his plan. Y'all ain't saying nothing. eh? And you ought to thank God I've had some bumps in the road. But I'm still following him. My time is almost over, but there are few of us in this room who are following God and have no idea what the finish line looks like. And the race isn't given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. I'll go with him. I'll go with him. I'll go with him where he leads me. I will follow and I'll go with him. I want you to take that neighbor's hand. I got to show you something that I am afraid you missed. Damn. They both followed him and never get their name called. They both follow him and never get recognized. Let's get ready to be a sound of worship on behalf of the person whose hand you're holding. Not for anything material, not for anything tangible. But you're getting ready to worship God, watch this, at a decibel that will penetrate the ear of the adversary. That God is getting ready to give clear confirmation for the person whose hand you're holding about where they're getting ready to go next in their life. That God is getting ready to make it undeniably clear that their next steps have already been ordered. I can't hear anybody that they're getting ready to come out of their dark season. But they're getting ready to walk into the wondrous light. If you don't have somebody who will scream for your direction, drop their hand. But I need you to open up your mouth. Come on, I can't hear you. Open up your mouth. Lead me. Guide me along the way. Lord, if you lead me. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, pull on that neighbor's hand. God, show me where I'm supposed to go. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing. Show me which opportunity is best. Show me who really is not for me. God, I wish I would get off of that break and press the gas. God said, if you give me glory again, I'm going to give you a vision for your children. I can't hear nobody. He said, if you open up your mouth, I'm going to give you a vision for your niece and for your nephew. If you cry out under me, I'm going to give you a vision. Whoever's hand you're holding, I want you to lift that hand.
I just need 1,500 people to shout out loud, show me something. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.